Hey, it's Bark from the Back Row, and I have a question for you. Do you want an unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy football league? Well, look no further and download SquadQL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals this year. SquadQL recommends the best starting lineup for each week based on your starters, bench players, and free agent pool. You may ask, how does SquadQL actually do this? Well, the app connects directly with your Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS leagues, pulling in your actual roster and your league scoring system. The app also provides waiver recommendations and player rankings each week, all based on your league settings. SquadQL truly is your go-to app for this fantasy football season. So head to SquadQL.com to download SquadQL, your all-in-one fantasy football secretary. And remember, SquadQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy lineup optimizer trusted by over 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free for both Apple and Android. Take it from Bark. This is going to help you win in 2018. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Niddle. Hey everybody, it's another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show and it's me, Bark, with Arms to my left. Good morning. And it to my right. Good. Hey, happy opening weekend to all the fantasy footballers out there. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Look at Arms singing. Oh, hey, dude. Hot I thought damn. That, I thought that was you. Oh, that no. Was I get pumped every Christmas. Wait, no, this isn't Christmas. Every it's NFL. It's kind of like Christmas. Dude, it's, a, it's fantasy Christmas, okay? It is. We get to finally watch all of our predictions Fall on their face. Sorry about Corey Clement, everyone. Oh, and Dallas Goddard. And, and I, Calvin Ridley. Sorry I'm, about I, Ridley. I'm not apologizing for Goddard. He got a couple targets. He got, I think, four. Does your league reward But targets? you're welcome for Nelson Aguilar. And you're welcome for... Uh, no, we didn't call J.J. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss this out here. And Keanu Neal. I'm, oh, oh, Keanu. Oh my! God. It, I feel like I feel like Key and Peele. Like Keanu, no, give, 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 give me back Keanu. I watched uh, I, first half. I'm like, I, I've played this kid in Madden before. He only knows how to throw to Julio Jones. I know. Like I, I, I swear to God, that's what only thing I kept thinking. I'm like, this is like watching a Madden game to where both players only know how to use one player, and that's your number one receiver. Yeah. That's it. Let's not run the ball. We have multiple running backs that can tote the load but let's not let's give up on the running game and uh, eventually lose and then on on the eagle side of the ball i'm like well clearly this madden player doesn't know how to utilize his depth chart because he's uh de facto-ing darren sproles in at the third <sighs> down back <laughs> like what the heck it all worked out for him but nick Foles looked bad i will tell you and i i'll, I'll i think he looked that awful i didn't think he looked that good he didn't look that good but it, i mean it's kind of like it didn't, it didn't look like Super Bowl Nick Foles. You, you yeah, know what it, it, Nick it, Foles was missing was Alshon Jeff. That entire team was missing Alshon Jeffrey. I know you guys don't like Alshon. I, I, no, I, they, I they like needed him. him. They needed him. He I mean, like, Aguilar was the only target with any consistency. Alshon could. 
Alshon would have helped. Al- Aguilar doesn't do anything exciting for me. He catches passes, but he doesn't like turn it into big gains. He d- he's not a red zone target. Like Alshon doesn't do necessarily everything exciting target wise, but he could score at any time. I mean, he he's a forty yard touchdown machine. You just throw it up to him. Aguilar's a four yard machine. Also, I will apologize to everyone for the Julio Jones catch. I feel so bad for anyone who owned Julio. I mean, yeah, you got 10 catches for 169 yards, but it should have been 211. How crazy is that? The one where he caught it against the helmet? Beautiful, beautiful catch. Yeah. Oh, the that, rest, that they rest did not overturn. That They they reviewed it. They reviewed it like, no, nah, that's not a catch. Mm, no movement and your shoulder on the ground. That is a catch. Yeah. But... Well, before we get before we leave Julio, I mean, I understand now why he only had three touchdowns. Now, like it, it was apparent on like drive two, they work his, they they work him to death to get inside the the red zone. Also, I believe- and then he has absolutely nothing left. They have no plays to call because he's just dog tired from dragging that offense sixty yards down the field. Yes, literally is what it is. I. I would guarantee if you watched all 16 games last year, it was just him dragging them down the field. By the way, I, we, I have to add something about the ref that did not overturn the call. After he decided to stick to his guns, he turned right towards the camera and said, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> just just call it an incompletion. <laughs> He, he believed in something. By the way, did we? And he gave up everything. I think we were pretty close on Austin Hooper's stat line. Oh, yeah. Tw- 24 yards. It's it's uh, You can take Austin Hooper's stat line to the bank yeah. week in and week out. It's called five points. It's called five points. Man, good call. <laughs> Normally. He also had two red zone targets, and there was pass interference on him on the first one. Absolutely. Okay. Where the inside linebacker ran through him. One thing I will say. Dallas Goddard, do you ever catch? Every, every, yes. Yes. How many? He had almost as many as uh, Austin Hooper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, this isn't a, a, about bashing us. This is just me saying it, it looked like Nick Foles was unfamiliar with the offense he won the Super Bowl with. I don't understand it. And it, I know a lot of it was Alshon not being there, but I'm just, I'm just floored with just the inability to look for anybody else except for it was game flow. There's a lot of offsides. There's 16 penalties in the first it half. Was it was game one. They can't all be Kansas City versus New England. No, no. they just they just can't. Usually game ones are terrible. No, Barker, they can. Remember, they make millions of dollars. And oh they, no, no, they no! I'm not, giving, games you, I'm not giving them an excuse. And all summer, right? You should. These guys should not have an excuse for jumping offsides in game one. And I'm not making one for them. We as fans just know to expect. Terrible game ones and terrible Thursday night football. It's actually unacceptable. You've been playing a game. I didn't say I for money for two decades. Expect not accept. Two decades. Extrapolate that nit. I'm just saying. Expect most people. Most people don't play. I believe most of the people who went to that game, uh, they paid to get in, paid for their team to play well and not jump off sides and draw penalties. It's ugly. Oh. That was an ugly first time. Niddle's about to start boycotting the NFL. He's like, I don't want to watch it anymore. Here we go with the Lev Bell screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, we figured out how to spell the call of the Wookiee. That was pretty cool. It was like a epiphany. 
It was. It was an epiphany Mr. Barker had. Just guys, cover. GRL. Co- GRL. Cover me so I can chew this McMuffin. GRL. I, <laughs> I, I don't have a whole lot of material on my own, Barker. I You're going to have to hurry up and eat I that. I can't make that noise. So to hear you actually do it, 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 it does make sense now. Because I'm like, it's like a, oh, but no, you guys got the, yeah. All right. We're running out. Can we just start counting on air until Bart comes back? No, I'm back. Did did anybody, why didn't you guys tell me to roll my tongue? I I just didn't know. I didn't know what was going on. We're having a conversation, our little, you know, podcast chat group. And and these guys are saying, arg. And I'm like, wait, what's going on with the pirate crap? (laughs) And you know, I'm in a, I'm having a good Friday night. I'm like, what's going on with the pirate stuff? And they're like, no, we're we're Wookies. And I was like, oh, wouldn't a Wookie not sound piratey? So I came up with the spelling of G R L G R L G R A A A A A A something like that. I, I I do love how arms put we are Wookies like we were eight year old kids explaining to a parent what we were doing. It was it was, it was uh, one of the best conversations I've had in my adult life. What are you guys doing? What's up with the part? Uh, we're Wookiees. <laughs> we're, we're Wookiees. Can we listen? Get out of my fort if you don't know how to play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you don't come into the the you don't come into the arms knit fort and and start questioning our imagination. All yeah. right. I had to play dad and be like, kids, get out of the blanket fort. Your smiley fries are ready. <laughs> All right, but, but Dad, did you include the Dino Nuggets? Oh, I have Dino Nuggets in my fridge right now. Everyone, I'm not eating it unless I have cancer. Is that an every parent thing? Every parent has every Dino parent, Nuggets. Every parent has Dino. They're nuggets. not bad. It's because they taste like regular nuggets, which are amazing. But they're only Tyson makes Dino Nuggets. I think Tyson chicken for everyone. They didn't pay us for that. <laughs> Anyways, we left off. We left off uh, with Titans Dolphins. We're going to transition right into I don't Jags. remember that. I, I remember, like, a whole lot of Lev Bell talk. <laughs> like, yeah. I happened. almost passed out. Yeah, your face was red. Oh, okay. But uh, I thought you were going to have an aneurysm. Before we transition into that game, as you heard in the beginning, we do have a sponsor for the show, and it is Squad QL. If you're a DFS player, go check it out. Rewind. Listen to the thing to learn how. But Jags Giants. Let's go right into what fantasy players do we like in Jags-Giants. I feel like we need to focus more on that from the get-go and then talk about the game. So, Jags-Giants, Nick, give me your players, your starts, and your sits in this particular game. Dude, don't give me too much reasoning. Just give me your, your guys. I'm excited for that entire Giants offense. I want to see Saquon, man. I want to see Saquon up. I like that they are tested by unquestionably a top five defense in the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I want to see Saquon. I want to see Odell coming back. I want to see how Evan Ingram's going to mix in with Odell on the field. And I want to see Eli. So that that's too. my all. I mean, I want to see that entire New York Giants de- uh, offense. On the other side of the ball for the Giants, I want to see Alec Ogletree in a new role, and of course my boy Landon Collins. My boy, I, I want to Saquon Barkley. I think we know he's going to be a beast, so his new name to me is Saquon. Saquon Barkley. <laughs> I mean, maybe not. not aggressive. Saquon, all the hype we've had all all off season, 
like the guy's a creation, not a birth. Like he's, we could see the coronation of a star here. Test two babies. Like no, he he just he looks like he's been created in a lab. Whenever you watch him play, it's like, all right, so I need someone who can break tackles, has breakaway speed, and can cut on a dime. Yeah, good luck making that guy in Madden. Oh, it's uh, it, wait wait just just have Saquon, just have Saquon. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about those guys too. Oh, the whole Giants office. I'm excited about Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, Odell Beckham. If they can't put it all together and have a big offensive game, it's because of the Jags D, obviously. But they they don't have any excuses outside of that. If the Jags come in a little flat, the Giants should be able to put up some points. Yeah. And I I do on the Jags side. I'm okay. not in love with any certain player this week except Fournette's a good start. I wouldn't he's not like an exciting start to me. He's a good start. Yeah, but you're but, gonna I mean if you've got Fournette and you paid the price for him, you have you to have start to him. start him, yeah. So you know, saying he's, you know, startable yeah. but obviously. Be, but being opening week, I mean it's you don't have to be excited about a fantasy from a fantasy production standpoint and that you're gonna play a guy. But I am excited to watch that Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiving core come together and it's see fresh. how they're going to play. It. Is and it's newish. Who's going to get all the targets? Is it going to be an Keelan equal? Dis- yeah, well, is it going to be equal distribution? Is it going to be Keelan Cole? Is it going to be Dante Moncrief in a starting role? Who? I think I called it. Thank you, uh, yeah, DJ Chark. DJ Chark, DD Westbrook. I mean, they have some guys who can play, man. They have a lot of guys under 25, heck, under 23 years old in that wide receiving core. It's going to be exciting to see how, if they're interchangeable with each other or if a couple of them earn snap count and just stay on the field, you know, for every two wide receivers set. Yeah, we know they're all going to play. Yeah, they're going to get them on the field and somehow they're going to have packages, sub-packages for each, each one of them to utilize their talent. But, man, I'm excited to see how that shakes out and hopefully, you know, being a DJ Chark believer and owner, it, it shakes out where he earns uh, seven targets a game. I'd be happy with that out of a rookie year. Real quick, defensive guys. I was going to say, a big concern I have is Eli passing against that defense. That is a great defense. They can get to the quarterback. It is, but they got wide receivers that can get open at the same time. I, I don't disagree, but, I mean, they also – Odell Beckham and Jalen Ramsey? Pretty good matchup. Dude, Should this be. is a premium matchup. I love Again, I love that the Giants offense is getting tested against the top five, if not the best defense in the league. And reverse side of it, I love that the Jacksonville Jaguars defense is getting is getting tested by what should be a, a very, very solid New York Giants def- offense. On, uh, what about defensive guys? I mean, I think obviously Telvin Smith and Miles Jack, Telvin Smith especially, Telvin Smith's not a guy that plugs the middle, and Barkley's going to be a guy that's going to get loose, and Telvin's going to have a lot of tackle opportunities, in my opinion. He's my defensive guy of the game, just because I think him and Saquon are going to come in contact with each other quite a bit. Yeah, and you, and on the Jags' defensive line, you have two startable, two very relevant IDP uh, defensive linemen in Calais Campbell and Yannick. Love Yannick and Yannick. Oh, arms, it's arms time for Yannick. I mean, it should be it should be a good basically anyone you've got on the Jaguars defense right now they're startable. I mean, we know Eli likes to push it into traffic. He has no problem with that. Expect even any of the all four of the defensive backs to have you know relevant games. That includes that includes the cornerbacks. I mean, I don't normally condone starting a cornerback, but if you've got Jalen Ramsey's matchup against Odell Beckham Jr. 
expect there to be some pass defenses. Yeah, expect and there to be some tackles. There's good offensive players on New York all around. I, I agree. There's everybody's going to get an opportunity to put some tackles on the board. Now, Alec Ogletree flying a little bit under the radar. On, uh, I think so. For the Giants, I feel like... Him uh, and Fournette should come in him contact. Him and Fournette's, Fournette's going to have a few uh, head-to-heads, and I, I feel like that becomes potentially a 10-tackle game for Ogletree. 10-plus. Ten, ten now, um, defen- I don't disagree the, the, with defense, Defensive back, obviously, Landon Collins, probably going to have uh, several moments of contact hitting big Fournette, so that's also going to be... You know, an, a good game for Collins as usual. Let's, ca- actually, let's call the victor so we can get to the these other nine games on the slate. I'm actually calling New York Football Giants, baby. As am I. Just simply because I think it's going to be an exciting start for them. They're at home, Jacksonville. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it's going to be a little more higher scoring, maybe not high scoring, but a little bit more. Twenty-one, twenty-eight. Yeah, something like something in the twenties. It's going to come down to a final possession. I think Eli gets it done in front of the home crowd. With a beautiful, beautiful touchdown pass to Evan Ingram. We're going to call that on the air. I, I'm i going to go with you guys both. Uh, the Giants, at this point, this new fresh-look offense, um, if they have any chemistry whatsoever, I don't – I mean, I think they can overcome that defense. And that's a darn good defense. It is. But game one, it's the perfect opportunity to come out and shock a good defense. And, you know, the Jaguars t- typically start out a little slow. And the defense – last year, you know, they weren't – best defense from the get-go it took a couple games yeah so this year you know they're probably going to be a good defense and a couple games into the season elite both very very sackable quarterbacks too no doubt let's talk Steelers and Browns the uh one of the biggest rivalries in football I've watched people get their faces punched at this game and uh fans or players uh fans seen people get their coats ripped off thrown into a barrel and set a fire at these games Steelers-Browns, it's a big deal. No Lev Bell. we got James Conner playing. We've got the new-look Cleveland Browns. It's a completely different team. It's not an 0-16 team that we're aware of. So let's let's talk that a little bit. Fantasy-relevant players, Nick, who do you like in this game as starters this week? Starting with the Steelers, you got to go Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster. Those are easy plays. Even in, deep, even in shallower leagues, Juju should have relevance. Then you throw it over to James Conner. Hey, we talked about him last night, uh, the last show. He's going to be relevant. He's going to be relevant regardless. You got Ben Roethlisberger going to do uh, top 10 quarterback things this week. On the flip side of the football, you have several players. But the thing about the Steelers, defensively, arms, I'll let you take it away defensively. But I've always been oh, stay away from Steelers just because they're such a good team yes. unit. Yes. Now, it, I love me some Cam Hayward in this game. Um, because we just don't know at this point what the Browns are. Yes, they've looked pretty good in this preseason, but Cam Hayward always creates havoc. He always plays big against the AFC North in general. So I like Hayward to have a fairly decent game. Um, love me some Vince Williams. Vince Williams is for the inside linebacker. Every time he's ever had an opportunity to play, he does show up well. And I feel like the Browns are going to try to establish on the ground because, you know, they have to. They have to. That, that A good Steelers scheme. All around, it's always been a good scheme. So it's a good scheme. Takes away independent defensive numbers from any certain player, but it, it is a very good defensive scheme. And then, of course, if you've got Sean Davis, obviously you had to pay for Sean Davis, so you start Sean Davis. So uh, I, I think that the uh, the Browns are going to try to establish the run. 
I just don't think it's really going to happen. I don't think Carlos Hyde's got it in him. And throwing it back over to me for the offense, the only guy on the Browns that I have startable is Jarvis Landry. I think they're going to force feed him the ball right off the rip as the as he was received in Miami. I think Jarvis Landry gets off to a wonderful start against an, another good defense, but it's just strictly from a volume level. I think he could see 15, 16 targets this game and end up with somewhere around double-digit receptions just as his career's gone. And they're going to be you know, throwing short a lot. I don't think you're going to be able to burn this Pittsburgh defense long yeah. many times. They might get lucky and do it once, but Jarvis is probably going to eat up short yardage all game just trying to get in position to put some points on the board. So yeah. I agree. Jarvis Landry, my only startable offensive player for it, Cleveland. Excited to see three other guys. And Antonio Callaway, how the rookie does on the reverse side. David Njoku, I, I'm not a fan, but I'm excited to see what they do and then how they're going to use that that three-headed monster at running back. Did I just say three-headed? I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in Josh Gordon. I know he's supposedly going to be on a pitch count, but I don't want to – start him this week unless you have no other options but i'm still excited to see what he does yeah i, I like njoku's prospects of having an okay game i do too actually i don't expect njoku to go out for you know two touchdowns and 150 yards but you know he's, he's probably gonna get six five or six targets and you know 50 or 60 yards might squeeze one touchdown out and joku you know the, we have to realize the tight end um, landscape is pretty barren once you get past that top five and Joku's definitely startable this week. Mm. I wouldn't go definitely. That's too good of a defense, like straight up. I mean, there, there's just not going to be opportunities for David and Joku. And when he's in traffic, he he tends to drop the football a lot. I don't like. It. I'd stay away from David and Joku if you have another option to tight end. I do like James Conner in this game. I think he's. I, I think anyone in the Steelers put it running back can put up a fantasy relevant day. So James Conner to me is startable. Uh, Juju, of course, Antonio Brown, of course, and Ben Roethlisberger, of course, outside of that and not really feeling anybody on offense. On the defensive side for me, I think Edmonds, the rookie safety for the Steelers, and Sean Davis are both startable. I like Vince Williams as well this week. And on the Cleveland side, Miles Garrett is a fine start this week. Oh, yeah. He's going to get the big band once and probably rack up a few tackles against James Conner. Now, we do have to understand, Big Ben is – probably the hardest to tackle quarterback in the league now he's not that elusive he's pretty elusive in the pocket but man, he can shed people i'm not confident in miles garrett get even getting a sack this week possibly a couple you know tackles them trying to bust it outside with a not so fast carlos hyde anymore so i if if you're expecting anything out of uh out of garrett i expect two or three tackles and, and no sacks i give him a sack now i'll absolutely give you, him a you, sack you play the browns linebackers you have to because you know they've never done they haven't done anything except for produce for you so you've got Kirksey and Schobert both definitely startable um I like I like Jabril Peppers to have some pass defenses and some tackles but I still don't want to start any Cleveland safety if it's me just because I don't either it's unsettled Kirksey yeah you're you're fine starting them but and again, that goes back to my theory of if you got a good linebacking core, there ain't going to be a whole lot of tackles left for the safeties. And then you mix in the fact that who's really the strong safety? What's their role within that defense? Just yeah. give me give me Kirksey, Schobert, and Garrett on defense for the Browns. That's my startable guys. I do want to see how they use Jabril Peppers. Does his snap they, count? Is he going to be a first, first, second, third down safety? Yeah. Or is he just going to be tell. like a... Is he just yeah? Is he just going to be kind of a hybrid safety they use in certain packages? So. If they had a Landon Collins on that Cleveland team, somebody like that, 
I would start him because you know the safeties are going to have opportunities. Big Ben is going to find Antonio Brown and Tons, Juju, yeah. and they're going to get to the third level easily. So there's going to be opportunities. There's just no one safe enough for me on that team. And don't forget, Ben loves to pass to the uh, tight ends. I mean, he does have Vance McDonald. He's got Jesse James out Not there. Not playing any uh, Hold on a second. I'm talking about for the safeties to have opportunities for tackles. Okay. Opportunities. Opportunities. What about the uh, who comes out to Victor, guys? I want I I want to call. Oh, we all want to I, call. I do. I I you got to go with the Steelers. I mean, they're they're yeah. a, a solid touchdown favorite in this one. You, I'm just going with the Steelers. It's pretty easy. They're they're even without Le'Veon. They have more experience at the very least. I think the talent gap is closed, but it comes down to experience. AB Ben Roethlisberger. They'll make a play down the stretch. It separates them. I think they'll be up most of the game. They'll make a big play that separates them and kind of puts it out of reach. Browns are going to be very competitive through the first yeah, half into it's the third. It's going to take them a few games to get going if they're going to be a good team this season. Man, last year I kept thinking the Browns are going to finally get one. The Browns are going to finally get one. They will, but the it might Browns be the second game. are going to finally get one, and just it's not going to happen against the Steelers. Not week we got to go with the Steelers week one. That As you said, the experience trumps all. Uh, another interesting play if, if this ends up being a fairly high scoring affair James Washington as you say James so yep. James Washington could Washington could, could get a few targets especially you know with that revamp Browns defense if Denzel Ward ends up actually showing up in coverage um, Washington might have an opportunity to, to get open and catch a, a few balls that don't go to uh, Juju or Antonio Get right into this game as quick as possible. I think it's going to be a good one. This is a matchup I'm kind of excited to watch. Nip will just go ahead and start it off. What offensive players are you looking forward to possibly starting in leagues so in this game? Kansas City Chiefs side, man, Tyreek Hill. I, I drafted him in the startup league this year. I'm excited to see how, see how that uh, target share goes now that he is the man there. Kareem Hunt, he's going to get his, his volume. Interested to see Patrick Mahomes and Sammy Watkins, but the only startable guys on that Kansas City Chiefs offense is Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt. Can't forget about your boy I was Kelsey. Say, how can you not? I, th- I yeah. thought you were going to leave out so Kelsey. They, I did that to man crush. I, I did that to make sure you were awake. I wanted to see your eyes rise for a second over did. here at me. That was some hurt in my heart. <laughs> I went straight puppy dog, guys. I'm like, the usual what? suspect. The linebackers for the Chiefs. I mean, you've got Hitchens now getting that full-time inside linebacker role coming out of uh, away from Dallas. Uh, him and Reggie Ragland should be poised to have a good game against a, a Chargers team that loves to run the ball. Melvin Gordon is going to get his opportunities, and therefore those really good linebackers Kansas City have are going to get opportunities to get tackles. Uh, notable injury, Eric Berry appears he's going to be out for this game. So, you know, who are they going to start at the other safety? Is it going to be an Armani Watts or an Eric Murray? I don't know. With that being said, I'm not comfortable with anybody in the uh, in the defensive backfield for the Chiefs. Chargers side. In offense. Keenan Allen, easy start. I mean, top five fantasy production what? all day long. That's that's a hot take. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but th- this game Fire. does have some strict, like, easy starts on both sides of football. It you does. Keenan Allen, obvious. Melvin Gordon, obvious. But Phillip Rivers, I'm here to say, as we all, li- we all like Phillip Rivers, I think he's actually sittable this week as they try to figure out wide receiver two in the tight end position. I think if you have another option at quarterback, you got to leave Phillip Rivers on your bench. Not saying do that all year long. It's just a good Kansas City Chiefs 
defense, and then trying to settle the wide receiving core and tight end position. I want to add, Melvin Gordon is my start of the week against a Chiefs defense without a lot of familiar faces. No Derek Johnson, no Tamba Holly. <clears throat> There's some other guys missing. They've got new pieces. Anthony Hitchens, there, you know, Eric Berry's out. There's a lot of new pieces there. No Marcus Peters. Melvin Gordon's my play of the week, fantasy-wise, period, on offense. I think he's going to have himself a game, and I agree with Nitt that Phillip Rivers is probably not going to put up a huge game because of the lack of tight end and wide receiver options. We all know Antonio Gates knows exactly what he's doing, but I think it's going to be a Melvin Gordon-driven game. Their co- Coach Anthony Lynn's going to get his running backs off to a good start in 2018. Yes. Yes. They're going to try to pound the football. They're uh, going to milk some clock, and I think they're going to pull one out against the Chiefs, Melvin Gordon being the stud. And they're going to target Keenan Allen when they need him about oh, yeah. uh, 32 times this game. Yep. Arms, what about defense on Chargers? Well, another, another notable injury, Joey Bosa. Looks like he's not going to be playing this game. So, um, upgrade, Sad to uh, see, man. upgrade your stock in Melvin Ingram because there's times that they're just racing to get to the quarterback. Both of them are getting there, but only one of them's getting the sack. So, look for Ingram to have a good game. I am not not concerned whatsoever about Ingram getting any double teams, any extra attention because he's got the talent to overcome that. Um, do like Jatavis Brown, someone who basically battles injury, overcoming some things. Jatavis Brown back uh, most likely fully healthy, and uh, Denzel Perryman kind of in the same mold, fully healthy. Both of them could have an opportunity to have a decent game. Um, out of the two, I will take Perryman just based on his position. He is a true uh, inside linebacker. Um, on the defensive backfield, love me some Jaleel Adai. Jaleel. I, I, I always love Jaleel. Jaleel Adai Absolutely. is going to – the reason he gets tackles is because that isn't a great linebacker group, and he does have his defined role as a strong safety, come down into the box, make tackles four or five times a game in the box, and then he adds a couple pass defenses uh, every once in a while. Uh, keep an eye on a player, Derwin James. We need to see how they're going to start utilizing him. Yeah, not listed as a starter, but I think he ends up on the field way sure. more than what a, a backup safety does on most teams. I think he ends up yeah, taking over this game. I feel like they start they deploy him early on as their, their nickel back. Um, maybe actually move you know Rayshon Jenkins into that coverage role and let uh, Derwin actually play more along the line. Yeah, and not to down Rayshon Jenkins much, but he he is no Derwin James. I'm excited to see Derwin James also on. Defense. Also, remember, guys, they're basically playing against the equivalent of a rookie quarterback. You know, Pat Mahomes is going to see what his arm can do, and that may come up sometimes of uh, of seeing how much he can trust himself. Agreed. That's why I give the Chargers the edge with Melvin Gordon taking it home. And obviously I agree with Nitt's picks on the offense for Kansas City. You definitely can start Hunt and Tyree Kill and Kelsey. I would, if you don't, why did you draft them? Let's move into the next game. Which whoa, whoa, who you got winning real quick? I know we're under a time Chargers, sk- remember? Melvin Gordon takes Chargers to the victory. All right, I can agree with that. I like the Chargers also. I think Patty, Pat Mahomes is going to have a slow start even though they're force-feeding the ball to, uh, to, uh, Tyreek Hill, but I think uh, at the end of the day, close one. Give me the Chargers. I'm going Chiefs. I, oh. th- I think the Chiefs got enough, and I think Joey Bosa being out is going to be just enough to make the difference. Let's talk my anti-game of the week, a game that I'm really not excited about at all. Cowboys, Panthers. I'm I'm just not I'm not excited. I'm probably not going to watch anything except for the 30-minute uh, version of this game on NFL Game Pass. It, 
Jumping into it, hey, Cowboys side, man, again, a lot of people to watch and try to figure out. That's kind of the theme week one on these teams that are trying to revamp uh, wide receiving cores, trying to figure out a running back by committee. But on their side of the football, the only guy that I'm starting is Zeke. I mean, Zeke's startable all all year long. That's obvious. I think Dak's going to have weeks where he's startable against certain matchups. It's not against the Carolina Panthers. Wide receiving core is just scary, non-existent. Yeah, when you look at the only person I like, Alan Hearns, I'm not sure that he – I mean, I also – I like Michael Gallup. I like Cole Beasley. I like Terrence Williams. I like Deontay I like Thompson. Them. Like, I like them. It's just they're not going to be – I don't see them being uh, – it's more going to be distribution amongst yeah. them like rather a, than – That wide receiver core is like the nation of domination without the rock, basically. Bang. See, I – I like for to see what Michael Gallup can do this week. I'm excited to see what he can do. I just like, I'm, I'm not excited to play any of them. No, he's not. I mean, Calvin Ridley didn't have a catch. I can't expect. I can't project Michael Gallup to do have it have a game or anything. I just can't it, do it. My, I'm, I got to go a different way because they don't. They are devoid of talent. Somebody's got to get open. If I feel like anybody's going to get open, it's an opportunity for Gallup. I think it's going to be a sprinkling of everyone, just enough to make no one a fantasy star. I don't know if Dak's good enough to sprinkle it around. Man, you are a Dak hater. Fifteen, 15 completions sprinkling it around. Everybody gets three. You know, I'm going to go Dak has a decent game. He's not startable, but he's going to get 20 completions. I mean, the guy's t- – but who? If you I ain't going to be argumentative, but if, Dak's a good quarterback. If you don't like any of them to, Always to succeed, has who's going to get the, the five receptions, though? You know what I mean? Cole uh, Beasley. I don't think Dak's 70. a high-volume quarterback. I, I'm not saying, to be. I'm yeah, not he saying he's not good. That's Zeke's team, and there's no wide receiver. I, I just The weapons – the fact that it's going to be a running team, Dak's a game manager to me. It's going to be exciting to see Dak and Zeke on the field from game one right off the rip. I mean, there there was so much inconsistency on the, the so. them pairing last year. I'm excited to watch it. I, I'm a Dak believer. All he does is win. See, I, if, if I'm going to go with the start of the week here, it's going to be Zeke. I don't like that Carolina team overall, and I think that I think that Zeke's going to have himself a day. I, I can see two touchdowns coming because – no one's going to stop him on the outside, and there he's going to have five yards before he gets tackled on the inside. Panthers side, Newton and CMC. Anybody outside of that? Maybe Greg Olson. Greg Olson in in the return, but it's all about Christian McCaffrey here, and it's going to be exciting again. Hey man, can you tell I'm excited? I mean, yeah, Christian McCaffrey from a PPR standpoint is going to he's going to stand out all year long. I'm not a big I'm excited. I, I do want to see if they give McCaffrey. Will McCaffrey hit 20 carries? That's what I was about to say. Not 20. He's not going to hit 20 carries. I think he's going to have 10 carries. I think, I think he can approach. All he has to do is get to 50 yards. That's what I predicted. Average 50 yards rushing a game, and you're easily a top five, if not a top, uh, easily a top 10, if not a top five running back at the end of the year. I'm going to hot take it. 20 carries, 84 yards. And the one touchdown, but it's going to be in the air. That's a lot of volume for a guy who I'm only on, had taking it. 400. I, I, I like the bold prediction week one, and I don't hate it. But Chris McCaffrey, easily startable. Cam Newton, always startable. And stay away from any wide receiver on the Carolina Panthers. Defense-wise. Defense, you got to play. If you have Demarcus Lawrence, obviously he's going to do his thing. Uh, I like Tyrone Crawford across from him. 
Um, Crawford, you know, if you're going to devote any attention, you got to go to Demarcus Lawrence. That's a pretty good linebacking court as, as well with Jalen Smith and Sean Lee. To me, if you're going to start one, you got to go with Sean Lee. Uh, Jalen, just now, yes, just show us what you got because if there's a neutralizer on the team for Christian McCaffrey, it has to be Jalen Smith. I mean, he's he's the faster, more athletic, more agile guy at this point in their career. Um, we've got Xavier Rhodes. He looks like he may miss this game or will likely miss this game uh, for the uh, Cowboys. So Xavier Woods or Rhodes? Woods. Oh, okay. did I say Rhodes? I'm you sorry. said Rhodes. I'm sorry. Me and you, we like doing that. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Xavier Rhodes, uh, he also plays in the NFL. And, Same division. Yeah. Um, from a safety standpoint for the Cowboys, though, I do like Jeff Heath to have himself a fairly decent day. Um, Cam's not a high volume passer, so you know Heath's going to have to do it in in run support more than anything. Um, defensively, going over to Carolina, tackle opportunities galore. Uh, I mean, a lot of Zeke from from behind, from but chasing Zeke from behind, but tackle opportunities all across the board. Yep. Yes. Now, obviously, Keekley, he is what he is, but I, I saw David Mayo play several times last year. Whenever uh, I think Keekley was getting banged up. And David Mayo was, is actually not a terrible linebacker. Uh, a little bit, he was a little bit surprising whenever you seen what he could do on the field. Uh, is he your hot take play of the week? He's he's not, but he's a guy definitely to keep an eye on. Um, I could see him having a fairly decent game now that he's actually starting. So, Bang. when who who takes this game? I, I Panthers Keekley's the only guy I'm super confident in. Uh, also, Curtis Samuel's out for the Panthers. Not that you guys care. No, I don't care. Now, who, who takes this game? Cowboys, surprisingly. I'm going to go on the back of Zeke. I am too. And the distribution of Dak. Cowboys get win one in week one. Yeah. I don't think it happens a whole lot more after that. But I, I do think Zeke excited to play his first game one in, in more than a year. Feed me. Yeah, almost two years. So, Zeke, I think he's going to take it home for the Cowboys. I, I think they ride Zeke to, to a victory. I don't I don't see a lot coming out of Dak. You guys know how I feel about that. Is uh, Zeke your over, number one overall running back? Yes, no, number one the week. overall running back this week is, is Ezekiel Elliott. DFS fan. Relevance there. Relevance. So, let's take it on to the Redskins and the Cardinals. This is a game of new quarterbacks. This is a game of new running backs, if you if you take that David Johnson didn't play much last year. So, it's to me, this is a game to watch just to see how these teams adapt to the multitude of changes that happen to them. Ned, who do you like offensively in the Cardinals-Redskins game? Running down, hey, Washington, love Jamison Crowder. I've talked about him getting force-fed Agreed. the football. Also, Jordan Reed, if you have him, start oh, yeah. him, baby. Absolutely. Now, Alex Smith, I'm not going to say start him, but I think he's going to have a decent game, get off to a good start. But he is the reason Jordan Reed and Jamison Crowder get so many targets in this game. I do like Chris Thompson in deeper leagues. I think he's going to have a ton of check down opportunities. He's also probably their first down role. They're, they're, it's a run, true running back by committee. But Chris Thompson is the most dynamic running back on that roster right now and yes i realize adrian peterson is uh gonna get some touches here and there Absolutely. adrian peterson's a I, liability in the past game though. he he is i like i like chris thompson coming back off that acl injury to touch the ball a ton whether it's in the passing game mostly in the passing game but i expect him to get a few uh handoffs a couple carries there also flipping over to arizona fits baby fits gonna be a top 10 guy again this year he's gonna get his targets 
Who's go- who else are they going to throw to? Maybe they throw to Chad when they're not throwing to Larry. De, fac- de facto number two. I think Christian Kirk gets mixed in about – he's going to be semi-relevant at some point this year. I don't think it's week one. But Fitz is my star- is startable, obviously. David Johnson, play him. He's going to have his approach 100 yards on the ground and kick in at least five reception. He's going to go back to old school David Johnson. All right? All right. I don't like. I, don't, I certainly don't like Sam Bradford as the quarterback for for, for I Arizona. Do. I mean, he's going to get hurt. That's the reason, the main reason we don't like him. But I do. I don't think he's anything spectacular. I mean, he's he, one of the most accurate quarterbacks playing the game. Okay, so who are you confident in other than Fitz? If you think I, he's I, that I'm, I'm not. I think if Ricky Seals Jones gets the snap count that he's supposed to get, Sticky Ricky, I'm excited about Sticky Ricky if he gets the snap <laughs> count that that we think he's going to get. But if they mix him in with Gresham, I'm not excited. I wouldn't start him. I'm ex- I'm want to watch Sticky Ricky, but I, Fitz is the only startable guy. I just like Bradford overall. I'm not saying in this game, but Fit- I like him overall because he's accurate. He's Fitz is going to get his uh, Julio Jones level of yes. targets this game. I, yes. I do. I thoroughly believe he's going to get mass targets. David Johnson is going to get his his lion's share of the carries. Obviously, got to stay away from Sam Bradford until you're yeah. forced to play him. And he's then at that point, Sam Bradford's not a bad. I play. apologize. I should have mentioned I like Bradford for the team, not for fantasy. Now. For the receivers, other than Fitz, I feel like it's it's a watch and see really on both sides of the ball. I mean, if I if you other than Fitz, if you put a gun to my head and said you had to pick one, as I'm picking Paul Richardson to actually try to start making an impact in Washington, uh, new face, a little bit a little bit quicker than a Jameson Crowder, you know, mm, not even close. Oh, I think he is. Jameson uh, Crowder's like a top five quickness guy. Dude, I, I like Paul Richardson. Though. I mean, I, I he's I, more of a quick downfield guy, but like quick twitch, quick route runs. It's Jameson Crowder me, all day. Jameson Crowder's basically Jarvis Landry, and will be the Jarvis Landry. Hey, offense. Yeah. So get carried away. Okay, it's not get carried same away. Same I mean, size. Yeah, okay, <laughs> lots of people are the same size. Uh, yes, I, I've got to. I'm roughly the size one. of half the offensive linemen in the league. I mean, it's just a few inches shorter. All right, because of all that chicken and rice, bro. Chicken and rice. Chicken and rice. Chicken and rice. Uh, on the defensive side, we've got, I believe Marcus Golden's going to be out for Arizona. So uh, if anyone's going to get tackles, we're probably looking at uh, Chandler Jones at the other defensive end. Top five guy, my book. What about Chandler? You like Hassan Reddick this week? See, I don't. I, 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 I like just, him overall. I can't. I can't. I, I actually don't don't really like any of the linebackers for Arizona at this point. Hassan, uh, I love, uh, to cut you off a little bit, I love Hassan Reddick. All year long in this, this game, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, you, the he's the most talented guy in that linebacking core. You're going to go with Josh Bynes? If if no. if Hassan Reddick stays, rather go with Amanda Bynes. I haven't seen, <laughs> I haven't seen whether Hassan Reddick's going to be the person who's in there on nickel and dime packages. If he is, sometimes you got to believe. Okay, okay. If, Sacrifice. If he everything. is, there's an opportunity for him to do something. Obviously, uh, Buddha. You know, Buddha. Buddha's going to start. This is going to be his ascension. We're gonna Buddha's going to bake, baby. We're going to see Buddha against a, a lot of underneath passes. Buddha coming up to help in a semi-run support with all the you know drag routes, crossing routes. Buddha's going to get his tackles. And if you're right about Paul Richardson, Buddha's going to be tackling him a few times. Absolutely. Um, obviously, on Washington, Zach Brown, bam, baby. Come on. The guy just puts up numbers. And another guy coming off of injury. Um, 
we've got Mason Foster, who's always been a pretty decent linebacker. Never a terrible play. He's never been bad, never really hurt you. Um, if you need help at linebacker, Mason Foster's a guy you need to look to this week. I uh, I, I like those picks. I, I David Johnson, obviously, you got to start him. I don't care if he's coming off an injury or not. If you drafted him or if you own him, you have to start him. Redskins, I like the uh, I like the Crowder pick. Not so hot on the Richardson pick. Fitz, of course, I like that pick. Uh, defensive wise, what you just said, I agree with all of it. Who do we think is going to win this game? This is a tough. This is a coin it is, flip. It is a tough one. I, I I do not like Washington as a as a total team. I'm I'm actually no, going to go either. with with. Uh, Give me the Cardinals. Why not? David Johnson, get him rolling. Fitz is going to do his thing, like I said. I'm and taking I think him as they, well. They play play it safe with Sam Bradford week one. I think they get it done defensively. Give, give me the Cardinals in a surprisingly close game. Or, and uh, it's basically kind of on the ineptitudes of that Washington running game. Yeah, neither defense it, is fantastic. Give me the best offensive players in this game, which is David Johnson and Larry Fitz. The, the Cardinals with David Johnson is a playoff team. All right? That last year, nowhere close. The year before, I believe they made it or were right on the outside looking in. Uh, the Washington Redskins, they're killing this game from a linebacker standpoint. They have the best linebackers, and honestly, it's really not close. I'm going to go with the guy who just keeps winning despite every, everything being stacked against him. I'm going to go with Washington and Alex Smith leading him to a victory. Who, who, who's going to lead the team in targets? Who's going to lead in receptions? I don't know. But I feel like he's a good spreader of the ball. He's got a lot of guys who who can get open underneath. So get, give me Washington with, a, a, as you said, a close victory. Well, there you have it. And you know what? You know what rhymes with my Wookiee? Our next sponsor, my bookie. Hmm. Yeah. So take a listen to what you can do with my bookie. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you got to check out MyBookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with MyBookie. Trust me guys, they are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. You can lay down some cash and win big today. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over or under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. So join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code ROW, capital R-O-W, to activate the offer. Again, visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use promo code ROW when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Remember, MyBookie is going to match your first deposit up to $1,000. So go to MyBookie and make that first deposit. They're going to match you dollar for dollar. Hopping right back in. The next game we got on deck is the Seahawks and the Broncos. A game I am excited about because the Seahawks supposedly have a revamped offensive line. Supposedly Chris Carson is looking like a stud before week one. And the Broncos have a lot of changes I'm interested in seeing too. They've got a new running back, a new quarterback, and a stud new receiver named Cortland Sutton that looked great coming into week one. Is he is he going to be the rookie receiver to own in 2018? I don't know about Cortland Sutton. You're talking about overall throughout the NFL. 
Is that what you're asking? That's what I'm asking. I don't think so. It's not his time yet. Uh, Going to the offense, I still like Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders in 2018. It's not quite Cortland Sutton's time. Does he get his share? Does he get his opportunity? Absolutely. But I think it's on Demarius and Emmanuel to lead this team's wide receiving core. Royce Freeman, I'm going to give him a running back two playability this week. Royce Freeman's going to get get his opportunity. He's going to tote the rock quite a bit. Stay away from Case Keenum or any tight end on that Denver Broncos team. Switching over to the Seattle Seahawks right now. Of course you got to play Russell Wilson. Of course you got to play Doug Baldwin. And then anyone else just kind of leave off. No Nick Vanette. No Tyler Lockett even in deeper leagues. Stay away from Chris Carson and the Rashad Penny project. Trying to figure out who's going to be the lead back. I don't like Chris Carson. I know you do, Bart. No, I but, don't. But Chris I, Carson? I, no. I, no. No. You stay stop. No. Dear God. No. No. Chris no. Carson. He's got quick twitch, but he ain't got the size and the durability and the ball security of being NFL week in, week out NFL running back. Stay away from a running back on on the uh, Seattle Seahawks. I'm throwing well. Lockett in. If I if I've got him and I don't have a really good wide receiver core, I'm throwing Lockett in number. There three is not there's a possibility of Doug Baldwin being on somewhat of a pitch count based on his knee. Yep, that that's the that's the only still reason starting I would, him still starting Baldwin. Yeah, I, I I'm not scared of Doug Baldwin this week whatsoever. Not even gonna even if it's a questionable tag. It's not even a questionable tag, but even if he's downgraded, I'd still play Doug Baldwin all day. Tyler Lockett's not on the same level as Doug Doug Baldwin. Uh, can't take, can't just jump into his role even it, with Doug Baldwin out. Like, but he, he will have the most chemistry out of anyone on that team, and he's the de facto number two option currently. And, currently, uh, and I think he he's always had some competition before for that number two spot, and Paul Richardson and a few other guys back three you know, down the line. It. Yeah, I mean it's it's a fifty fifty. Lockett's either going to give you a good week, or you're going to have that safe. Three for fifty, line. or a Jaron Brown's going to catch five balls, or you that know, could happen. Brandon Marshall. I don't even know if he's going to be available for this game yet, but you know, you, you it's possible to see one of those give you a surprise week. I'm not banking on any of them, uh, as you said. Baldwin's the play. I, I don't necessarily like Carson or Penny just because of the undefined role. We don't know who the actual starter is. I mean, Penny's been a little bit banged up. Carson's looked good in the preseason. But, okay. but he fumbles. He'll get inside the five and fumble. Oh, I was just going to go with, you know, we saw Christian Michael look good with this team several times and never did anything whenever the time came. Yep. I will switch over to the defensive side. Obviously, you're going to play uh, Bobby Wagner, but surprise play of the week, Shaquem Griffin. Yes. Shaquem Griffin. He look, is starting. Look for him to be able to get to the quarterback in Denver. In place of K.J. Wright. I love that call. You've got a Case Keenum out there who's not exactly the most mobile guy in the world. And, you know, Case has a tendency. There's a reason he hasn't started in the league to this point very often. Um, he doesn't get rid of the ball terribly quick. I think he's an okay quarterback, but he's not going to outrun a guy like a Shaquem Griffin. Um, I'll continue to stay down the line with Seattle. and I, Bradley McDougald. Bradley McDougald, every time he's been in a full-time role, has been very, very effective. Uh, we've got some injuries out there with um, oh, Cam Chancellor. He, he's not going to be available for this game. You know, Earl Thomas, it's not looking like he's going to play either. So. I want to add Brad- Justin Simmons to that defensive uh, picks for the week. I think yes. he's very startable. A very under-the-radar safety in Justin yep. Simmons. They paid him. They like him. They, they Justin is a very good play. Now, is Bradley McDougal, can you just translate everything that Earl Thomas does 
his stat line onto a Bradley McDougal. Not everything. You can do about 90% of it. I'm going to say 70. Which makes him a very startable, very very good safety in this Earl league. Thomas is one of the best safeties in the league. Yeah, but McDougal is, you know, he's he's pretty darn close. Um, it's hard to keep a Thomas or a, a Chancellor off the field whenever they're available. Um, kicking over to the Broncos, you know, Brandon Marshall, you can expect, you know, seven, eight, nine tackles out of Brandon Marshall. He's going to do Brandon Marshall things. Um, he's, is he going to get you 20? No, absolutely not. I love that both Brandon Marshalls are playing in this They game. are. They I, are. I didn't even realize that. Didn't even realize that. Um, I will stick on, stay with the Broncos here and say I like Darian Stewart, actually, as, as the uh, defensive back start. Hmm. Who wins this game, fellas? Give me, give me the Broncos. I don't know why. I just uh, I'm not a huge fan of the Seattle offense, other than fantasy production out of Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin. So I'm oh. going to go with the Broncos. Better overall wide receiving core, not the best wide receiver, better core. And I do like Royce Freeman again. He's he's my startable rookie this week. I like him to get going. Rookie start of the week out of it. Rookie start of the week and Royce Freeman at the running back position. I think they get it going. Win a close one. Give me the Bronx. I I'm going with the Broncos too. I like the defense better. I like the running game better, and I like the wide receivers better. I wish you know Russell Russell Wilson. I hate to bet against, especially against Case Keenum, but the overall team. I just like the Broncos in this one. I'm with you guys both. I feel like the running game for the Broncos is going to be the difference maker. I think Royce Freeman, I don't want to quote-unquote call him the real deal yet, but he's more of a real deal than at this point anything Seattle's got. If Penny comes out and you know catches fire partway through the game, absolutely it could be the Seahawks game, but give me the Broncos today. Let's break down the last three games uh, as quickly as we can. We've got the uh, the night slate. We've got the tomorrow night game, Sunday night football, Bears, Packers. Uh, Nit, who do you like offensively in this one? Offensively for the Bears, I'm gonna kind of, I'm gonna keep a Rob on the table. I would play a Rob, especially in deeper leagues. I think he's gonna. It's his time to shine as the true number one receiver there. Jordan Howard's playable. Surprisingly, here's my DFS value of the week: Tariq Cohen. I think he gets mixed in in the receiving game, ends up with with six, seven catches, and still gets like 30 yards on the ground. I think he can approach 100 total yards in this game, possibly get in the end zone. Mitchell Trubisky, stay away from in in week one. Let's watch him develop a little more in year two. Trey Burton, I'm not a Trey Burton fan. I know some people are. I'm actually staying away from Trey Burton in week one until he tells me what he is a little bit more. Packers side of the ball, how can you not play Aaron Rodgers? How can you not play Devontae Adams? Other than that, stay away. Jimmy Graham, not a fan there either. If you're desperate and need a guy to possibly get a touchdown, Jimmy Graham is your guy. If you have a better option, go with the other tight end. Not going to touch that running back by committee because anyone between the anyone on that active roster could get a touch at any moment. So, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, playable on the Packers. Jimmy Graham, if you got to. If you got to. See, I'm going to go with uh, Trey Burton actually being a, a very fantasy-friendly play this week in Chicago. Um, you said keep keep Allen Robinson on the bench. I say if you're going to play Allen Robinson. No, now, I, said, now, I said play Allen Robinson. Oh, I, I missed. Uh, my bad. My you're bad. good. You're good. So, I like Allen Robinson actually to have a fairly decent game. I don't expect, you know, 140 yards. I expect him to get, you know, six, seven, eight targets and come down with five of them. Um, Burton's, as far as that goes, he's going to have four or five catches. And obviously, I like Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard's always that guy kicking around the top ten. He's going to do his thing. 
I'll kick over the defensive side. Guys, we don't know who's going to actually start a linebacker for the Bears. Is it going to be Quickowski? Is it going to be Roquan Smith? As of right now, as of right now, it's not going to be Quickowski. Our lads is nope. showing Quickowski. I think if Roquan Smith gets on the field, he can actually have a game. But I'm not comfortable with him just yet. Um, defensively, my play, I just completely stay away from Khalil Mack. But Eddie Jackson, going to have himself a game. I like uh, it. And it's going to be on the tackle side of the ball. I don't think that uh, Aaron Rodgers makes enough mistakes for that to even be an, it, you know, a lot of interceptions or anything like that. I don't predict any of that. Um, going over to Green Bay, really it's Blake Martinez. It's Blake Martinez. It's always been Blake Bart- Martinez. Owen Burks, you know, the other starting inside linebacker, he looks to be a little bit banged up. He may not play. And, of course, I love my – he's a rookie. Yes. It's tough to predict what he's going to do. Of course, I like myself some Alabama defensive backs, uh, safeties in particular. And Clinton, ha-ha, Dix is going to have himself (laughs) quite the game, especially against, you know, what, a year two, year three uh, quarterback in Mitchell Trubisky. Um, Look look for Clinton, ha-ha, Dix to come away with some pass deflections, maybe maybe even an interception. I don't like the defensive ends for or defensive line at all for either of these teams. So I would personally just stay away. If, if you put a gun to my head and said you had to pick one, it's going to be Akeem Hicks for the Bears. Defensive play of the week comes into mind for me here. Blake Martinez against Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. I, I think Mitchell Trubisky takes the leap, but not yet. Not game one of the new season. They're gonna The Bears are going to try to do a grinded-out game and keep the Packers off the field. They're going to run, run, run. Try to keep Aaron Rodgers' attempts to a minimum, and I think that Blake Martinez is going to have himself a career game tomorrow. Really? Yes. My dude, my dude. My I, dude. Who you got winning? Uh, I have the Packers winning because it is the Packers. It's Aaron Rodgers, and Devontae Adams is absolutely going to ball out this season, and they have running backs that can get the job done. Definitely like the Packers. But Allen Robinson, I like him as startable. Uh, Devontae Adams, obviously. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, I'm not playing Mitchell Trubisky. I am playing Howard and Cohen if you don't have a better option. Uh, But sneaky play, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is a sneaky play for the Packers. Man, you got to go deep to get him. In DFS, as you fill up your lineup and grab him on the cheap as that last guy, he's just a sneaky play to me this week. Not saying by all means start him. I'm saying sneaky play of the week, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. It seems like every year Aaron Rodgers picks somebody that and brings him out of obscurity and makes him relevant. And we we see it time after time again. I don't know which one of these three rookie receivers it's going to be, but not I, Jamal Moore. I'm in a wait and see type mode with him. You guys got winning. I'm going to go Packers. I like your prospects of Charles Nagy and that Bears offense trying to make it a ground and pound game, but it's Aaron Rodgers, man. He's going to get if if you try to ground and pound him, he's just going to get the football and throw for touchdowns. They'll succeed for I, a half. I, I don't even know about that. I think the Packers are going to get up on them pretty quick, especially if they're starting Nick Witkowski, a linebacker. Oh. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I think the Packers are going to get out to a two-score lead early. Bears are going to be playing from behind. Uh, I think I like the Bears the are. I think the Bears are better than that uh, on the season as a whole. But I think this game flow goes exactly what you said: ground and pound. But Aaron Rodgers just takes over the game, lights them up. Got to get after. Him. If we just look at uh, these players and look at the fantasy-relevant players and they match up, literally everything but running back goes in favor of the Packers. So i got to go Packers at this point. All right. Let's move on to the next one, a barn burner. Actually, one team could burn the barn, but the Jets and the Lions. We've got a rookie quarterback versus a veteran quarterback. We've got uh, running back situations that are both not exactly uh, of elite status. Settled. Settled. We've got... 
a, a Lions wide receiver core that looks ready to take the world by storm. Nick, who do you got on offense for both of these teams as startable players this week? Man, I know we're trying to get through this episode and keep the, keep the, the overall time down, so I'll make it easy. No one on the Jets. How about that? I ain't playing a single person on the Jets. I agree 100%. And flipping over the Lions, here's where, man, you can make some money. I expect this thing to be a blowout, not to give you a, a well, I'll just go ahead and say it. Troy's going to win this game by a lot. I'm playing Matthew Stafford. I'm playing Golden Tate. I'm playing Marvin Jones. I'm staying away from the tight end situation, and I will all year, and probably until they change the guard in in Detroit. But here's my sneaky play at running back. Carry on Johnson. I think he's going to get his volume. I think he's going to get mixed in. Theo Riddick's listed as the number one, but we know what Theo Riddick is. He's a third down trick uh, of a running back. I like Blunt. Carry on John. Give me carry on Johnson. I like Blunt. Salt in the way of the lead, going. his arms would say. All right. I mean, if you're going to pick a player, I, it, I don't want a running back in this in this game. At I all. don't either. I'll just completely steer away from him. I will say he picked Marquez Valdez Scantling. I get to pick. No, Kerry no. Oh Johnson. yeah, you can I pick whoever you want. I could go deep on. Uh, Doesn't mean Kerry we can't criticize Johnson. it. We, I mean, we we made Nick Kwiatkowski into a kumquat in the last few episodes. <laughs> I mean, if, if if I had to pick a player in, in outside of Tate and Jones, it'd probably be Kenny Galladay to stay with the Lions. I mean, I just I'm not comfortable with any of the running backs. One carrying the full load, or two. You know, having a huge game. I mean, I don't think the Jets are good anywhere at all. But ultimately, you know, it, it kind of is what it is. I, I'll just stick with the the two top receivers on the lines if I can. Good help safeties it. in New York for the Jets. Sadly, in deeper leagues, you probably could you you could start Isaiah Crowell in a two running back sixteen team league. Obviously, he's a starting running back, but he ain't gonna be happy. Yeah, about but it. it seems like Bilal Powell's always the person who ends up, he just ends up getting a few more yards on less mm-hmm. carries. Like if I had to take a, a, a New York Jets running back, it'd be Blop or yeah, Blop Powell. What about defense in this game? All right, defense. I, I give me Jamal Adams on the Jets side of the ball. Oh, definitely. I'm going to take both inside linebackers for the Jets. I'm going to go with Darren Lee and Avery oh. Williamson. You know, <laughs> Deron Lee just makes me cry. Okay, but. Salting away the lead. The Lions are going to, at the end of the game, be ramming Blunt right up the gut. Carry on Johnson right up the gut. Ramming Blunt. They may only have four or five tackles apiece before halftime, but they may end up with 15 tackles apiece in the second half. Carry on with that Blunt. Yeah. So, uh, Jamal Adams, he's a top 10 play most likely for the rest of the season. Um, Going over to Detroit, I do like myself some some Glover Quinn. And that's just because Glover Quinn's, you know, a really solid safety and has been for the biggest part of his career. I've Fun name to add. say. Christian Jones and Jared Davis, I, I think, will be fine. They're guys that can get to the outside and and tackle these uh, wide receivers. They're going to be catching short passes, trying to come back from a, a twelve to twenty five hundred point deficit. I am on Jared Davis. All year long and all game long here. I think again. Love them Gators, don't you? Oh God, it hurts my <laughs> it hurts my heart. But I think they're going to try again. I think the Jets are going to try to run the combination of Crowell and Powell. But I think Jared Davis just eats those dudes alive. He's he's more he's a better running back than the Jets running backs. Do I need to even ask who's going to win this game? to <laughs> no. you guys? No. no, I do like Davis and Jones both. But uh, on the defensive line, Ziggy Ansah playing with the lead. Teeing off for the second half of the oh, game. Oh, yeah. He could get Darnold three times this Ziggy week. Ziggy Hunter could Isn't have it? a really nice game. Love that call. 
So beauty. That's yeah, a beauty we, of a call. That's I, a beauty of a call. Sam Darnold I, is going to be introduced to Ziggy. It took fifty minutes for me to agree with Arms, but I agree I've with, with him a handful of times already. <laughs> I'm 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 feeling what Arms. I'm picking up what Arms is putting down today. And also, let let's just to go back to that whole draft strategy we talked to uh, talked about a while back. Matt Stafford, a seventh to thirteenth round quarterback in most drafts, definitely a start, no doubt. You're laying down some IDP fire today. Fire. Let's go on to an IDP game indeed. A shootout, in my opinion. The Rams and the Raiders. Nit, there, there's a lot of offensive guys in this one for me, but who do you got? Man, the hardest thing. I'm, I'm sitting here still staring at that Rams wide receiving core trying to figure out who I would play. And I actually think there's two playable guys in there. I'm going to go Brandon Cooks against the Raiders. I think this is a matchup where he can go over 100 yards. And I'm going to go Cooper Cup. Yes. I'm going to go Cooper Cup over Robert Woods. So there's my plays in their wide receiver court. Cooks and Cup all day long. Stay away from the tight ends, even though I like Tyler Higby and a healthy Gerald Gerald Everett, though he's saying he's questionable going in this. Todd Gurley going to do Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Can I add that the best part of waking up this weekend is going to be starting Cooper Cup? Absolutely. The best could, part of waking up is starting Cooper Cup. Get after it. Jared Goff startable? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I actually think Jared Goff is going to get off to a top 10 quarterback and season And this defense this is shredded. I, I'm going to give you a new segment. My oh hell yeah start of the week <laughs> is Jared Goff. Get after it. Dude, I, I love Jared Goff in this matchup. Hey, who? Khalil Mack's gone? He gone. Throw the ball all day long, Jared Goff. Flipping over to the Raiders side of the ball. I'm I, I would stay away from Derek Carr, even though if they're in a shootout, he could throw the ball around I like a little Carr bit. This week. Amari Cooper, gonna be the if anyone's gonna be the beneficiary, I think it's Amari Cooper gets off to a better start. Jordy Nelson, I think his age is gonna show against that revamped Los Angeles Rams defense. I think he's gonna struggle to get open. I think Carr's gonna struggle to get him the ball. The the reason I'm staying away from Carr is because of the Rams secondary. I do garbage like garbage time points. You can get garbage time points, but I don't like banking on garbage time points because that requires the other team to, that that requires two people to have a good game. Golf. You're saying golf has to have a good game and Carr has to have a good game. Could be a high scoring affair. Flipping over to running back, I would play Marshawn Lynch in deeper leagues. He's stay questionable, away. though. That's the biggest problem. I, I don't want any running back for the Raiders. I don't want them, but I'd play them in uh, deeper leagues. Jared Cook also. kind of Jared Cook and Marshawn Lynch in the same boat. Deeper leagues, like. definitely playable. My only guy on the Oakland Raiders offense that's a, a 100% got to play them is Amari Cooper. Coop. Now, I agree with Coop. I, I do like the car play, and I normally don't go with a, a tight end for the Raiders. And normally, if I'm going to go with tight end, it's never Jared Cook. But he showed me a little bit last year, and I'm going to play Jared Cook this week if I need to. Obviously, if you've got one of the top five, there's a, a good opportunity. Well, go to the defensive side, Derek Johnson and Tahir Whitehead for the Raiders. Why? Because they're going to be chasing Todd Gurley from behind and hopefully catching him as he's trying to juke out a defensive back. <laughs> yeah, the Rams are going to be on offense quite a bit, I believe. So now, not I, a bad. Play. I don't really like any of the safeties for the for the Raiders. I think they're fine with Carl Joseph, Marcus Gilchrist. I think they're fine players, but I don't think that the Raiders are going to have to, uh, or excuse me, the Rams are going to have to throw the ball a lot. And if those guys are getting any action, it's because they're trying to tackle Todd Gurley fifteen yards downfield. I like now, the Rams this, slinging it. This yeah, is this is as a, a Raiders fan, you know. I, I think the Raiders are playing from behind, especially against a really good Rams uh, defense. This is this defense is solid, good. and 
you know, very much like the last call I made, Aaron Donald's going to be teeing off after halftime. Aaron Donald being able to move in all the spots on the defensive line. You now got Namkan Su, who's going to have to take up a lot of the blocks. It frees up probably the best defensive lineman in the game in Aaron Donald. Donald, fast, strong, total package. Uh, sneaky play on, in the linebacking court. Corey Littlejohn, or Littleton, excuse me. Littlejohn. Yeah! <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Uh, what? Okay, Corey. Okay, Littleton. Um, Mark Barron is a little bit banged up, so we, we don't know his availability of the game as of right now. And I'm going to go with LaMarcus Joyner as a defense, as one of the defensive backs I'm willing to take a gamble on this week if I need one. See, yeah. And who wins this game, does it need to be said? It's the it's the Rams. It's the Rams. It's the Rams. But i got to go back to LaMarcus Joyner. Last year, he was one of the more inconsistent safeties in all the league. John Johnson, dude. Oh, John, Johnson, John Johnson, the strong safety. Well, how are you not The real little John. Yeah! John Johnson. Yeah! LaMarcus Joyner, just way too inconsistent for me. Give me John Johnson, all those tackles, all that playing time yes there it is congratulations it's week one we've all got fantasy football and real quick if you want to hear our dfs guy brian hux we're going to end this episode with him giving you his dfs plays of the week but as far as we go bark is out arms is out good night and it is out you just announcing it for me now see you let me try again barks out good night peace there we go enjoy some brian hux Enjoy opening weekend. Absolutely. It is football time. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I love just hearing Arm sing by himself. Peace out, guys. Enjoy some Brian Hux. If you want to hear your DFS picks, he's on now. Hey, guys. This is Brian Hux with your back row DFS report for week one of the NFL season. All right, guys. Excited. Football is back. We're going to talk some DraftKings. Breakdown positions, a few plays I players I like for me to position. Talk about some stacks that I like. Try to try to give a couple couple stacks that I think will be lower owned. I mean these these prices these prices have been out for a couple months now. Everybody's been you know going through all these players day after day i mean it's it's going to be hard to find that that low owned contrarian stack that's going to win all the money i mean we all know the value the chalk that's just what happens when it's been available for so long some of these guys are priced ridiculously low um all right, we'll we'll dive into those guys as we go on through each position. But let's start with the quarterback. Love Drew Brees this week. Will be highly owned. Great spot. Highest implied team total at home. A poor Tampa Bay team. Biggest spread. The Saints are gonna roll. Breeze is going to roll. Kamara is going to roll. Both of them is going to be highly owned. Love both in cash. I almost think Kamara has got to be a lock in cash. Um, but yeah, love Drew Breeze. Safe floor. Probably the safest floor of any quarterback this week. And if Tampa Bay 
somehow hangs around with them, that just means Breeze is going to be even better. But with no Ingram, I think they're going to throw a little bit more. But yeah, I, I love Drew Breeze this week. Um, Phillip Rivers, another guy I really like. Might be my favorite play. Love the Chargers all around this week. Just think that's going to be a high-scoring game. They got a, a ton of talent there on the offense. Uh, really like Rivers this week. The Chiefs, the Chiefs defense just isn't isn't good. Isn't good. Chargers are implied for almost twenty six points this week. That over under on that game is forty eight. One of the highest of the week. Really love Philip Rivers in both formats, GPP and cash. Um, the five K range. I really like Tyrod Taylor at fifty four hundred. Good cash game play. I think he's safe. He's not going to hurt you in cash with his, you know, with his running ability. He's just he's got a really safe floor. Good price allows you to fit in a lot of other higher up players, especially with the other chalk, the other value players that are going to be chalk that you're probably going to want to put in your cash lineups that we're going to talk about at running back. Which, of course, James Conner is probably going to be the highest-owned player at any position this week with Le'Veon Bell not playing. Um, yeah, I just I mean it's hard. It's gonna be. It's one of those free spots. To play James Conner. I mean, if you're. I mean, if you're mass multi-entering, I mean, obviously you can pivot away from him. Um, you could even use his teammate, Jalen Samuels, going to be low-owned, even though he's. I've, I've been seeing his name pop up a lot more the last day or two. So with him being min, minimum price there at 3K, he could be, he could be a little I, – I still don't think he'll have much ownership. Um, but yeah, Rex Burkhead, another, another low or low priced, high owned guy. Although the talk of him supposedly being eased in could shy people away a little bit. I don't believe it though, but if you believe that, then maybe you want to play some James White, who's a couple hundred dollars cheaper. Should be a lot lower owned than Burkhead. Going to be used in passing situations in a high-scoring game with New England and Houston. So maybe you want to use him. I'll have my share of Burkhead. Depending on how many lineups I'll play, I might sprinkle white in. Um, but yeah, Connor, Connor, Burkhead, Chalk. Uh, Kamara, high owned. And 
I'm not sure the ownership on David Johnson. He'll have some just because it's David Johnson. And he may have more than I'm thinking. But I think he's a he's a good pivot off of Kamara and GPPs. He's, he's a safe play. You could even play him in cash. You could build a lineup with Kamara and David Johnson. Maybe throw Connor in your flex. You're gonna have to go with the low and quarter, or you know, low price quarterback. Maybe do a small stack there. Give an example of Tyrod with Njoku as your QB tight end stack. Maybe throw in even a Jarvis Landry if you're really wanting to stack Cleveland there. Be really low owned stack to go with Kamara, David Johnson, maybe throw in Keelan Cole. But, all right, we're getting a little out of hand there. Um, all right, some other running backs I like. Melvin Gordon, great price at 6800 Full workload. I expect them to be playing with the lead in a high-scoring game. Should get plenty, plenty of volume there for Melvin Gordon. Multiple touchdown possibility there. Christian McCaffrey, just right under Gordon. Probably going to be more popular this week. Uh, A lot of buzz around him. Um, A couple higher-priced guys that might get overlooked just because of the people above them and below them is Leonard Fournette and Zeke Elliott. I think their ownership percentages will be lower, but the volume is there for both of them. Um, Royce Freeman, good price. Same price as Connor. It will be lower owned. Could be a pivot off of Connor and GPPs. Uh, one of my favorite plays... Probably my favorite lower own, lower value play is Alex Collins for Baltimore, who I think are just going to absolutely destroy Buffalo. Um, they're a seven and a half point favorite. They have a twenty four point implied team total, and I think Baltimore just rolls Buffalo. And Alex Collins should be the beneficiary of that. Would not surprise me at all with a couple touchdowns. Um, another low, low cost running back. Not sure how much he'll play. Just signed with the Saints a few days ago is Mike Gillisley. But he is the number two there. So they say we saw him with three touchdowns in a game last year. At the beginning of the season, could possibly see him get some goal line work this week. Maybe he gets a couple touchdowns. He'll be lower owned. All right, let's move on to wide receivers. I already mentioned Keelan Cole. Probably be chalk, 3,800. Marquise Lee out. Just. 3800 is a great price for a starting wide receiver, and we saw what he did at the end of the year last year. Um, Emmanuel Sanders at 5K is another play I really like that is really cheap. 
They got a better quarterback now in Case Keenum. Really like Emmanuel Sanders. And you just got all these lower priced guys that you can stick in to get some of these higher priced guys. And you'll need you'll need some of these ones if you're wanting to pay up. I really like Keenan Allen. I already talked about how I like the Chargers. Um, another player with Le'Veon Bell out is Antonio Brown. Even being the highest priced receiver this week, I think he will be pretty high owned. He gets he's going to get all all the targets he can handle. Um. I think Odell's ownership could be down a little bit, even though he's at a great price at 7K. Uh, just maybe the matchup scare people off of him with Jalen Ramsey, Jack, Jacksonville defense. Uh, but I, I think he could. I think that Giants a Giant stack could be a sneaky low owned stack with Eli and Odell. Um. Yeah, I, I I think I I like that. I like Odell and Eli is forty was he forty seven hundred forty eight hundred. So, I mean, you can go. You can if you play an Eli, you can go all kind of directions with that. Um. I like AJ Green this week. He's got a great matchup versus Indy. Um, and that that over under was a lot higher, and I it, that one of the, it surprised me at forty eight. Last I looked, it was forty eight for the over under on the Colts Bengals game. Um, small spread there. The Colts are favored by two and a half. Last I looked, um, I think I don't think people are gonna shy away from luck. I think he'll have some ownership, but I think Dalton. Dalton's going to be lower owned. AJ Green could be lower owned just because of the other guys around him. But that's another team stack that I I could get on board with. There, uh, Dalton, AJ Green, Eifert, or if you don't want to play AJ Green, if you think his ownership's going to be up, you good. Dalton, Mixon, Eifert, Dalton, Mixon, AJ Green. Maybe you want to play John Ross. Um, John Ross should be able to get behind that secondary there. I think if he stays healthy this year, I think he's going to spread the field there. And I think that's, that that's going to be a good offense, I think, if they can stay healthy, especially if Tyler Eifert can stay healthy. Um, speaking of Tyler Eifert, we'll move on to tight ends. Gronk, 6,900. Of course he is. Um, you got if you're gonna play Gronk, this is the week to do it. Great price. Usually a little bit more expensive than this. A high total game. Highest highest over under matchup this week. Um, Gronk, Brady will have some ownership. Um, so will Chris Hogan. You know, those top New England guys will have some ownership just because of who they are and, you know, the people see that total. So, 
Um, some lower priced tight ends that I like that could be lower owned is Austin Safarian Jenkins. Um, he could be the beneficiary of some extra targets there, especially in the goal, you know, in the red zone down on the goal line um, against a Giants team that's always bad against the tight ends. So I like ASJ this week. Um, Jordan Reed, healthy, 4K, play him. Um, already talked about Njoku. Um, Jack Doyle has Luck back. Luck's like the tight Luck. Andrew Luck likes the tight ends. Doyle's at a great price at thirty six hundred. Um, there's just so many different ways you can go this week with the different prices of these these lower price guys. I mean, there's just so many different combinations you can go. Um, Gasecki for Miami. 2,900. Like I said, just so many different ways you could go. All right, uh, let's go over defense real quick. I don't pay a whole lot of attention to defense, but we'll talk about it for a minute. Um, I think Baltimore, they're the highest priced defense. I think they're going to be the highest owned defense. I think you play them in cash and you just don't even think twice about it. Um, some other defenses I like. Um, I expect the Saints, like I said, to be playing with a lead. You know they're going to force Fitzpatrick to throw a couple of interceptions. Um, get some sacks. They're, I like so I like the Saints uh, at thirty six hundred. The Patriots. Only reason I'd say them is because they're so cheap, twenty four hundred, I believe. I like them. Just you just don't know what Deshaun Watson you're gonna get. That I think I think they'll be able to force in some turnovers. They will give up some points. Um, but at their price, I think I think they're a good play in tournaments. Vikings could get overlooked. Just because the Ravens are right there, but I like the Vikings at home. Almost a seven-point spread. Um, I just I think they uh, 49ers are supposed to be better. Jimmy G obviously looked great at the end of the year, but I just I think the Vikings take care of business. They're just a really tough home team, and they're really great defense. And another defense I like that could be lower owned is Denver. I think they could be a good pivot off the Ravens, especially in tournaments. Um, all right, let's talk about some stacks, different ways to do stacks. You know, you got your obvious quarterback, wide receiver one stack that, you know, I think the most people play. Uh, it's definitely your most popular stack, um, but uh, you know, don't be afraid to play you know three, four players from the same team, or even do a game stack 
with you know three players from one team and run it back with the you know the other team's you know top receiver you know for instance um let's use uh denver as an example you could go you know keenum freeman emmanuel sanders run it back with a doug baldwin or a or if you want to go even lower owned, you could run it back with a Nick Vanette at tight end at twenty six hundred. Um, you know, you, you get what I'm saying. Just you know, run it back with one player from the opposite team. Um, one of the ones I liked this week is the Saints Tampa Bay game. Obviously, with you know the breeze, you know, with the Saints stack, and then running it back with you know Chris Godwin. At you know his cheap price of I believe forty one hundred, um, yeah, you know if you wanted uh, another stack I like I didn't I didn't I didn't talk about Cousins the quarterback earlier which I think he'll have some ownership, um, but with him and Diggs, Thielen, but I like I like them. They, I don't think they'll get over. Cousins won't get overlooked. Um, I think he'll be one of the higher owned quarterbacks this week. Um, but I think that as a team stack itself could be a lower owned stack, especially if you want to change it up and you know maybe I don't. I don't really like Rudolph this week though, so I, I don't know if I'll do Rudolph in a team stack, but. Um, you get what I'm saying. My favorite low owned stack, well, which I think will be low owned and people, I just don't think people will play them, but they'll definitely be low owned is a Baltimore Raven stack. And I don't do this very often, but I, I think you could go five deep in Baltimore stack and then you'll be really happy with your ownership percentages. If you go Flacco, Collins, maybe either Brown or Crabtree. Crabtree will probably be the lower owned out of the two. You can do a boil at tight end and then the Baltimore defense. It sounds like a lot, but I've seen it work. But Or if you don't want to go that many... Maybe you want to pivot off of Collins there and just go Flacco, Brown, and Crabtree, maybe the Baltimore defense. That could be a nice low-owned stack there because I really – listen, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, and I think they're going to be god-awful. So they're just – they're terrible. Their offensive line's terrible. The receivers are still terrible. But that's the fan coming out of me there, just unhappy with that situation. Um, well, I appreciate you guys listening. You can find me on Twitter at bhux 83. You can listen to this at the back row fantasy show. Also, thanks guys for listening and we'll talk later. This concludes another episode of the back row fantasy show. Thanks for listening. Be sure to give us a review.